All right, welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Biggie here. Please be joined by SYP creator Fuji. Fuji, what's going on, man? What's happening? What's what's the vibe like for you right now? Good vibes only, man. Good vibes only. I like that. I, I like good vibes. Um, we're doing a basketball podcast. It's the evening of November 17th. Um, I don't know what basketball games are, be, are going on right now because I don't know what day it is. Uh, I just said it's 17th. I don't know who's playing. Um, Fuji probably knows a lot more than I do, and that's why he's here. He's here to talk basketball. He's here to talk NBA to make up for my incompetencies. So shout out to Fuji for, you know, picking up for me. So we got a lot we got to discuss. Uh, what do you, you want to talk about first? Since you're the guest, what do you, Fuji, want to talk about first? We could just we could talk about uh, who's hot right now in the NBA. All right, all right, I like that. Let Let's go with Golden State. Let's start with the Warriors, okay? Let's mm-hmm. Let's start with GSW. I'm uh, not to be confused with uh, GS9, which only Squamish people will know. Um, bringing that reference back, the Golden State Warriors are the best team in basketball right now. Um, Fuji, I, I think they're contenders. I think they're legit. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm curious to know, what are your thoughts on the Warriors? I think they definitely are. And, you know, they're only going to get better. Uh, I think Clay Thompson's coming back before Christmas. Nice little early Christmas present. Um, yeah, they're the best defensive team in the NBA and they have really the best offensive player in the NBA right now, Steph Curry. They have the most points in the NBA. Uh, they're tied for the most rebounds. They they have almost 50 rebounds a game on average, which is putting in work. Uh, Clay's going to be coming back. Andre Iguodala, maybe he's going to come back. Maybe he'll provide a spark for the Warriors. Maybe he'll be something. I, I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I'm amazed to see that this team doing another character transformation from dynasty to kind of stunk for like the last few years. And now they're back to being great again. It's great for the league. I think what, what are your thoughts on golden state being good? Like this is, this is positive for the NBA. No. Yeah, of course. Um, I think they finally shuffled enough guys around. They got the right guys to go around stuff. They've got shooters. They've got great defenders. Guys are hustling for rebounds. You know, it's just so fun to watch stuff. Like you don't want to see stuff playing for you know like a play-in you know you want to see Steph you know in the playoffs you want to see him more than 82 games a year you want to see him every game practically um you know it's just so fun you know when the Warriors are good because you see threes everywhere it's it's just fun to watch they're having a lot of fun um Steph's got to be the MVP right now I think one of them one of them? Okay. Let's let's talk about another exciting early season team. The Chicago Bulls. The Bulls. They're back. Speaking of teams who are back. Um, I was watching them against the Lakers the other day. Mm-hmm. That team is good. That that team, I think, is good. They they know who they are. Uh I, I think they kind of 
use their pieces properly. Like they've developed Lonzo Ball into a shooter, mm-hmm. which is impressive. Uh, what are your takeaways on the Bulls early on this year? Um, you know, I think they mesh a lot better than people thought they were going to. Their defense is one of their one of the best things about them right now, which was surprising as well. Um, they're doing a lot better than people thought they were going to do. And it's just, this team is full of surprises. You see, you know, Lonzo's knocking down threes every, from everywhere. You know, Zach's improving still. And DeMar DeRozan, you know, having the MVP season so far. It's, he, he's, it's been like, great like, to see. He, he DeRozan is posting above career average numbers in almost every category so far, including uh, three-point percentage, points. Yeah, I mean, rebounds, assists, you name it. DeRozan is, is, is killing it. Uh, our boy Alex Caruso, the Caruso, the Caruso is in Chicago. And I don't know if this team is a championship team, but they are entertaining to watch. They do have a lot of pieces that I like. Um, what's the, the rookie? Um, Ayo Domasuno. Mm-hmm. He, he was getting some action against the Lakers and like, he looked okay. He, he like not a starter, but like he looked like he could, you know, be a good role player in the top eight. I, I like that. I like that about the Bulls. You know, they're figuring it out. They're, it's still early on, but they're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've been quite good. You know, they between their guards and Zach Levine, the one, two, three, they've been the best in the league at that in that trio. You know, they've been leading. Tons of stat categories between those three. Um, you know, they lead in points. They lead in. Uh, they lead in stops. They lead in um, three-point percentage points, like lowest in points allowed. You know, that, those the three of uh, the DeBalzac uh, is the. You know, it's the best trio right now, really. Um. Speaking of former Lakers shining in other places, the Wizards being led by Montrez Harrell and Kyle Kuzma, they are uh, they're in the top six, I believe, right now in the East. They're they're tied for first right now. Tied for first. Tied for first, like we all thought. The Wizards. Yep, like we Uh, all thought. Um. I don't know what to make of the Wizards. I think it's just like a, a kind of a, a cool, fun story with them. Um, I'm sure there's a, a chip on the shoulder for a lot of those guys, including Kuz, Harold. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Bradley Beal is obviously really good. There, there's no denying that. What do you like about the Wizards? You know, I think it just shows that, you know, KCP has championship DNA. You know, wherever he goes, the winning happens. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the Wizards right now, just like all their pictures on Google, and it's using KCP's mugshot from when he was arrested. <laughs> I, I like that touch. I think it's a good touch. Um, That's you know, awful. They've, <laughs> they've been a good team. Like, they're athletic. They're, they're hustling. They've got very consistent shooters and scorers. Um, it's kind of... Even though maybe on paper the Wizards might have looked better last year, you know, 
this team has a lot more depth to it, especially with Trez, because he's always going to be in that six-man-of-the-year category. And he's just been performing very well because he has more shooters around him than on the Lakers. Um, also, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie has been, like, very good this year, you know. I always said he was the best point guard in Brooklyn. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's going off this year. You know, they've got, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie, Bradley Beal, just amazing shot creators, great scorers. Uh, Kuz getting more involved in plays. You know, he's becoming a bit of a playmaker now. Um, you know, if you ever see Kuz do his weird uh, look, no, and look and then no look after passes, look and look away. You know, you see he's he's getting crafty. Um, you know, it shows that like guys can bounce back. They have a chip on their shoulder. They're gonna work hard and they're gonna they're gonna perform the next year. Um, you know that also you know the Wizards team also includes you know Rui Hachimura. Uh, is it Davis Bertan still on the mm-hmm. uh, Wizards too? They gave him seventy million dollars. Yep. Hell yeah. Um, and then another team I have that I want to discuss, the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. who obviously are reigning Western Conference champions, but I believe they won their last nine games. They're on a heater, should I say. The, yeah. the Phoenix Suns are on a heater. Uh, you know, the classic owner gets, uh, you know, accused of poor workplace, you know, toxic workplace environment. And team goes on a run. That's always how it's been, right? Um, I think with the Suns, the nice part about that, like, there's still a lot of carryover from last season. But they mm-hmm. like they have an identity. They know who they are. They're figuring it out. Chris Paul hasn't lost any of his, you know, skill. Are we thinking that the Suns are going to be uh, repeat Western contenders? They're going to go back to where they were last year? I think so. Like I'm looking looking at this roster, I think this they've improved a lot, especially around the guard position. Picking up Landry Shamit, picking up Alfred Payton. Uh, they're getting better defensively in that area. Um, yeah, I don't. I actually, I actually like Shamit. Like I'm actually a Shamit yeah. guy. I think he's just been trying to find the right opportunity, and this is it. Phoenix playing behind Chris Paul. Yeah, he was looking good in Brooklyn with Harden out. Um, with Harden out, with Kyrie out, Shaman was doing really well. I'm, I was pretty surprised that, you know, the Nets didn't match an offer and uh, keep him in Brooklyn this year. But, you know, it's just been a great pickup. Shout out to my guy, though, JaVale McGee, the defensive stopper, premier center in the league. Um, you know, he's been, he's been very good for Phoenix. He's been covering... Uh, when DeAndre Ayton's off the floor, that was a big weakness they had. They just did not have any defensive presence without him. Um, you know, JaVale's putting in that work. He's got the goggles on now. He's locked in. You know, he, JaVale McGee, another guy who's who's a winner in this league. He's got championships. Um, I, the, you know. It makes sense because, like, it's kind of like what they did last year with Paul. With Paul, they would only use him for maybe, like, 30 minutes, right? And then they get like Cameron Payne to play the rest where it's kind of like that. I feel like this year where like Paul's playing like 30, 35, you get Shamit playing the rest of point guard eight in that center. is going to be playing 30, 35 minutes and you just get JaVale to play the rest. 
yeah, the team's deeper than before. And, you know, they've, they've got a lot of guys they can go to. Uh, they have a lot of lineups they can run. Let's see how it goes. Saving your team for the, you know, postseason once again, especially your, your you know, point god, some would say. That, you know, from what I've heard around the grapevine, let, let's talk about some early season favorites who are struggling. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can talk about the Ben thing. I feel like that's kind of obvious, but yeah, without Ben as a team, um, they haven't been great. I thought they were doing better than without Ben, like than I thought they would be doing. Uh, you know, they still got a lot of great shooters. Joel Embiid was doing a lot of work until he went with, down with an injury. But obviously, Andre Drummond is not Joel Embiid, not even close. Um, you know, no, no Ben, no Joel. They're really struggling right now. I mean, I, like, they are eight and seven. Like, they are a 500 team. I'm not trying to say they're, like, like near, like, the Indiana or Atlanta where they're, you know, out of a playoff spot. But, you know, they're eight and seven. And I think that's another issue that, you know, when you rely rely upon Joel Embiid, who is gets injured, seems like every year he's injured, he never seems to be completely healthy. Um, I think that's kind of to be expected. But, you know, this is a team that if they can, you know, figure out the Ben thing, get some chemistry, um, get Joel Embiid healthy. They, they can they can do some damage. They can be a problem. Uh, you know, if Tobias Harris starts living up to his Mac contract, he, he, they, you know, they could they could start to pull it together. Am I right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think they could do something. You know, the East. I think the East as a whole right now, he's tight, man. It's, you know, like there's there's a four way tie at like seven. Every team with seven wins, then there's like everything's just so close. Everything's within like two, one or two games of each other, every team. And, uh, you know, later on in the season, you know, maybe there's going to be a bigger gap, but right now it seems like anybody could pull ahead. See, both as we do this on Wednesday, both Philly and the Knicks are tied at eight and seven. Um, I think if you had to ask me who would go further in, in like on a playoff run and who goes deeper in the season, I would say the Knicks, just because I, I feel like I'm more confident in that team's chemistry and their build than Philadelphia, where I feel like Philadelphia is so reliant on uh, Joel. But that's just me. Uh, my boy Obi Toppin had a, a nice couple baskets tonight for the Knicks. So shout out Obi Toppin. I, I enjoyed him in college. I thought he was great. Um, Milwaukee, defending champions. Struggling out of the gate a little bit, a little bit of a, a hangover, seven and eight. They should turn it around. Speak like that. That should be a team that should be able to turn it around and get yeah, to the for playoffs. Sure. I think they're missing a couple of the key role player guys of that last year, like PJ Tucker. Um, you know, a little worse defending in the paint, but you know, with Giannis, that shouldn't really be that big of an issue. I think they've just got a lot of guys that 
you know, new additions to the team that they're trying to build chemistry with, trying to get them more minutes, see how they fit. Um, you know, I think the Bucks are could probably be just as good as last year. I think they might even be better at around the guard position, the one-two positions, the deeper there. Picked up Grayson Allen. Dante DiVincenzo is not injured. He's healthy. Uh, we can, we'll see. have to see how well they do because I'm sure they'll pick it up. There's no reason why they shouldn't be, like, near where Brooklyn is. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be near the top of this conference when things are all said and done. Yeah. It's, it's still early. They're only four games back. Yeah. There, there's, there's still time. Um, another team – I got two other teams in the East I, I want to mention. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, not great. Not great. That's a team that uh, I thought would be, uh, you know, pushing people around, and instead they're getting pushed around. Trey Young. Yeah. Trey Young. I think he's good, but I wonder if the rest of the team is really what's kind of holding him back. If he still is trying to get the rest of the team going. Well, last year, you know, they just they were just the Eastern Conference uh, finalists, and. Uh, you know, last year this team also started 11-16 before going on a huge, I believe it was 7-0 uh, stretch. But, you know, this team definitely doesn't have to worry about anything. They're still like a really young team. Um, they got a lot of talented young guys. I think Trey might have had some issue at the start of the season with the way the new fouls kind of got implemented. Um, I felt like last year, kind of at the end of last year, when I would watch him in the playoffs, a lot of times there's there's a lot like Trey's very skilled and he'll definitely work his way around these like new foul rules. But I felt like a lot of times he would get in a situation and he would just cop out by mm-hmm. essentially flopping, but like trying to make the make it just trying to sell fouls because he's very good at that. He get the calls all the time. I feel he would just cop out of kind of any uh, defensive scheme or anything just by baiting fouls. But now that he can't, you know, I think, I mean, I believe he had, he had 42 points the other night. Uh, he'll definitely, he'll definitely work around it. He'll definitely uh, learn to play without the foul baiting, but you know, this team's just going to get better. Uh, he has 25 and a half points as you record this, uh, which is still more than, you know, Luka Doncic, LeBron James, Jimmy Butt, like, you know, still mm. getting more average points than uh, than some guys. Um, speaking of teams who are struggling, the Toronto Raptors. Um, we the North is uh, still – they're still figuring out, too. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know who the leading scorer for the Raptors is right now? Mm, Scotty Barnes. It's not Scotty Barnes. You gotta tell me. OG Ananobi. Well, there you go. He's got twenty. He's averaging twenty points a game. Good for him, man. Fred's averaging nineteen point four. I thought it was gonna be like something surprising, you know? Like you asked it, I was like, oh, ooh, this is gonna be out. I hope this is like a nice surprise, nice pleasant surprise. Um, hey, OG being the leading scorer is like 
cool, but like also a bit concerning. I feel like if you're the Raptors now, Pascal Siakam has not been uh, what like he hasn't been totally healthy. He's only played in four games this year, but yeah, Fred, if, 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 if Pascal is not your leading scorer, then Fred Van Fleet probably should. But hey, cool to see OG Ananobi uh, putting up put up buckets. I don't know. I, I don't really think that Fred could start on most teams in the league. I think there's a lot of teams in the league that Fred would not be starting for. Ooh. But so so all right. Here's so a who who where is Fred as like a point guard? Like so he's not a top ten guard for you then. I would say he's maybe like top twenty, top twenty five. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's about right, though. Honestly, like all things considered. Um. Yeah, but I do. Other than that, like OG's scoring twenty points a game. You know, he's been get he improves a lot every year. Like he's he. I think when I've seen him this year, he's been able to you know do different shots, do different moves. I didn't really see from him like one or two, three, even one year ago. Um, he's attempting different shots. He's getting hitting different looks without Pascal there. Um, you know, because before I used to see him kind of just do like really simple moves or try for open threes. Now I'm seeing him do like step backs. I'm seeing him like I'm seeing him like give him give people the old one two crossover. Like you know, he's he's evolving as a scorer, which I think is really good because they really need him to do that. You can't just have. Uh, one of your best players only as like a defensive threat if you know your team isn't that good as a whole well and part of it i i feel like is like like when siakam's healthy like he's obviously a really good player fred's i think a really good player Mm -hmm. and if you can get og to evolve i i I don't know if there's another step that he has in him but if he can you know even if he's averaging 20 points a game and then get Scotty Barnes going too. Like that's a pretty, pretty solid, uh, you know, four. That's a that's a pretty solid like top four guy like lineup for at least in the East, I should say. I'm just getting buckets, making plays defensively. I I think that's something that Raptors fans can at least look forward to. Yeah, I mean, I think they're like they're pretty solid right now, but in a way that they have a lot of young guys that they can look to develop guys that are going to get better. But I also feel like some guys aren't going to get that much better over time, or some guys are kind of at their prime right now. I think they kind of just need to choose a direction. Um, You know, I think they really need to get, they really need to choose um, what's going to happen at the center position. I see people talking about Pascal playing the center like running small ball and Pascal's like on defense as your center, but you know, you can do no, that. You, yeah. you can do that sometimes. Yeah. There's just no, you know, like I was watching them play the Clippers and Zubak was looking like Shaq. Um, I was watching them play the Sixers and Joel Embiid. Like I thought he was going to have a Wilt Chamberlain hundred point game. Like they're just getting rocked in the paint every time they're playing against a big center. You know, no Raptor player on this roster is over six foot nine. Um, yeah. Kind of like they've got a lot of forwards on this team, a lot of like stretch fours, versatile players, but just nobody that can play that center position, like really. No JaVel McGee. 
Exactly. No JaVale McGee. You'd be perfect. Uh, might not fit it might not fit their uh timeline of developing players, but I feel well, I feel like there's not enough like JaVel McGee types. Like you don't necessarily have to have JaVel or Dwight Howard type. Like Dwight now Dwight Howard, like not peak Dwight Howard, but still like along those lines of like the, that guy who can get you like 10 to 12 hard minutes can, you know, muscle yeah. guys in the paint, get rebounds. Uh, there's not enough of that. And I, I, I think I'm kind of with you in that there's not really that guy on the Raptors. Mm-hmm. If, if Pascal is doing that, that's a problem because that's not what Pascal should be doing. Yeah. That should be his role. So, uh, final team we'll, we'll, we'll get off. We'll, we'll talk about is the Lakers. Um, they're struggling a little bit. Well, they've been pretty banged up. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, you know, there's definitely some chemistry issues. There's definitely um, things that need to get worked out. But it's also hard. You can't really work those things out if, you know, half your team's in street clothes every game. Yeah. Um, like, like you, you know, LeBron can, you know, coach LeBron can only do so much on the sidelines. Um, yeah. I thought he was going to, like, tear the ref a new one when Anthony Davis got tossed the other night. I, I thought he was going to, uh, you know, give the officials his own two cents but he didn't so that one's got that eject, that ejection's got to be up there you know he's just tying his shoe the ref starts to play like you're supposed to kind of control the game you know of course he's going to be mad like you started the game while he's tying his shoe um you know i, I don't know who the ref was but you got to do a little bit better than that yeah that that tech that you know that ejection that's up there with joey crawford throwing tim duncan out for laughing you know <laughs> Like, but, but other than that, like the Lakers, I, you know, people say they don't have shooters. They definitely have shooters. It's just a matter of them being consistent and not being in street clothes during the games. Um, well, I, no, think, I think what I was going to say was like, the, like with the Warriors, this kind of feels like in a way, like they're, um, they're on a hot streak right now with the Warriors. Like the Warriors are like kind of hot early on and the Lakers are kind of cool early on. And at some point I feel like their, their past will cross eventually of like, Oh, the Warriors are going to get cold shooting and the Lakers are going to get hot at some point. So they'll meet maybe in like February at the all-star break. It'll be close. Um, I, when I was watching them the other night, there was too many missed Westbrook threes for my liking. Um, yeah. I think, he, you know, I don't, I don't think it's about um, Westbrook not being like a good fit on this team. I think Westbrook can very easily exist in this team. Um, you know, I'm, t- I'm tired of the Russ slander because this happens every year. Russell, Russ has a bad start to the year. He's, you know, maybe he's got an injury or he just doesn't have like, he's not consistent with everything. Doesn't have a mesh with everybody. And then All Star break after All Star break, he starts popping off. The triple double machine turns on. Everyone says, "Holy shit! This is the best point guard to ever play basketball." And MVP, then, MVP. Yeah, you know why was this guy not an MVP conversation? Blah blah blah. And you know this happens every year. He struggles at the start. He heats up later. Um, they'll figure it out. Like Vogel's a Vogel's a great coach. Um, they've got all the pieces they need around Brett Westbrook. 
I think they just need to like Anthony Davis is a stretch four. He likes to straight shoot. He likes to be on the perimeter. LeBron can shoot, obviously. I think it, they just need the ball more centered around Westbrook than Westbrook playing off of other people. That's never been his game. He's obviously not shooting very well right now. Maybe he has an injury we don't know about, or maybe it's just not his time. You know, we got to wait till after All-Star break. Uh, I definitely think that they could weaponize Westbrook in a way that he could get more points in the paint or, you know, he could just be a better, he could distribute the ball more. I, I agree with you. The one issue I had with Westbrook the other night was when he was shooting after the whistle and he was still missing the after whistle three. That's, that's, that's the heat check right there. That's the heat check. But like when you're down 15 and you're still missing those after the whistle, clearly after the whistle, shots and those aren't going in that's a little bit concerning but you know what that's just extra reps that's just extra shots a- another opportunity to get better right man maybe he's just tired you know aren't we all tired we are haven't we all just been through enough um i have some notable players i want to talk about maybe my mvp candidates i don't know if you have any other players you want to talk about uh, obviously, we talked about Steph Curry. He's just killing it right now uh, with the Warriors. DeMar DeRozan, he's having a great season, as well with Zach Levine. Um, not really surprising to see Curry do well. We obviously know how good Steph Curry is. I'm a little bit surprised to see how well DeMar DeRozan's doing, um, considering this is a, a, a new team, high expectations, Uh you know, a little bit surprised. But then there's also Kevin Durant, who is leading the league in scoring and is uh, just, you know, making everybody look silly. Which, I mean, that's what he does. Uh, your thoughts on, like, Kevin Durant with Brooklyn? What, what's, what, what are you uh, – what do you like with the Kevin Durant uh, year so far? You know, I think if you popped Kevin Durant on any team, I think you would be getting 30 points per game. Um. You know, I just think that there's a problem with the Nets. Obviously, they're missing a key player. They're missing, you know, James Harden's not performing very well. They have issues in, in, with their depth. Um, you know, I think I feel like Kevin Durant, LaMarcus, Patty Mills off the bench, I think that's the only thing they really have going for them right now. Blake Griffin. Yeah. He's doing. He's not doing as well as I hope he do. But um, I saw someone do the um, uh, you know, daddy TikTok, daddy, uh, with Blake Griffin, and I'm like, this is too much internet for one day. I'm sorry. This is this is this is a bit much. Um, is there any other like MVPs or like players you want to spotlight early on this season? Um, gotta go with Jokic. Like, Hell yeah. he's, he's gonna have this year. He's going to have a better season than he did last year, and he was the MVP last year. So it's hard to imagine that this guy is going to be even better than he was last year. And he's going as an MVP. 
And, you know, he's not even in most people's, like, top three MVP conversations right now. Um, you know, Jimmy he's Butler's – he's been really good as well. Like, he does it on both ends of the floor. It's the Jimmy Butler redemption year. Um, you know, the, their team's been a lot better. You know, the Heat as a whole have just been a lot better this year. The – I don't. Did you see? I think is it their city edition uniform for like they have a piece of like every jersey, like Miami's built yeah, up of mashup like jerseys. The mashup yeah. jerseys. I don't know if I like those. I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm not too big on them. They're kind of growing on me though. But you know, like I the, mean, I I don't feel like you could ever top the Vice City jerseys though. No, but if like it looks like you know those like like those like ransom notes or whatever where like somebody cuts out letters oh, yeah. from a magazine like that's kind of what it looks like i don't know if i like that um another guy i know he's a clipper but another guy i want to shout out is paul george yeah paul george's having a great year uh uh playoff p is uh doing it in the regular season yeah you know like even even though he hasn't been shooting very well some games he's still getting to the line a lot and he's He's getting a lot of points. Like he's over twenty points per game, and he's arguably like one of the best defensive players right now. He's doing great on offense. No Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, I I think if he was shooting better, I think he would be in MVP conversations. Listen, he's taken a lot of shit since he at least since he moved to LA. I'm going to give him, like, the benefit of, like, you know what? He's doing well this far. Like, he's doing well already. Like, I'm going to give him the acknowledgement of how well he's played early on this season. Um, that That's kind of – those are the, like, MVPs, guys I wanted to highlight. I appreciate you highlighting Jokic. Um, you know, he's my NBA king pretty much. My inspiration. Well, well, inspiration. You know, I said that I, 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 you know, I feel like my NBA comp is Jokic, uh, mm. in which you know, SYP creator Rab said it's more like Miles Plumley. Hey man, Miles Plumley, Miles Plumley can rap. Have you ever heard Miles Plumley rap? He's got bars. I, I have not heard him rap. Um, do you think is he up there for like best rappers in the league? Um. Kind of hard to say because I can't really think of who raps in the league other than Dame. Dame but, is like the didn't LeBron do like some like some music for uh Space Jam too? He probably did. I don't know. I yeah, think maybe. I think uh Dame Dalla and Miles Pumley or Mason Pumley should uh do a collab. Mason, that's what I'm thinking. Mason, not Miles. Um I do have two other things I, I want to mention here. Mm-hmm. Um the Cavs, the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah. uh, fucking rock. Yeah. With, <laughs> with, with Colin Sexton, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Now Mobley's out. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Love. The Cavs rock, man. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm considering getting back on the Cavs bandwagon. Hey, man. I think now is a good time. Um. It's been cool to see because they had they were talking about this starting lineup of seven foot tall Lori Market and seven foot tall Evan Mobley, and then like seven foot tall um, 
Jared Allen. And everyone was like, what? This isn't going to work. This, this isn't going to work. This is just a way to sell tickets. Uh, you know, what it works because nobody's been able to attack this team in the paint, really. Um, they've got shot blocking threats, three shot blocking threats based on the floor, pretty much in their starting lineup. Um, almost almost the game. Uh, they got they've been able to pick up some solid role players, some solid guys, guys that could uh knock down shots, make plays for you, like Ricky Rubio, who had 37 career high the other night against the Knicks. Uh, they got Denzel Valentine, he's He's solid, um, probably six-man option or shooter off the bench. Uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, the Sexland duo. Um, they've just been getting – they get better every year. They're talking about getting rid of Sexton, saying he's not a good fit. But, I mean, this year they've been really good. Colin Sexton, Sexton's been able to pick up uh, on the defensive end. Garland's getting more involved there. Uh, this team has been really good defensively. They've got a – Decent defensive guard duo. They've got great paint protection. Um, you know, and they're young guys, so they're getting they're hustling a lot. They're getting they're running up and down the floor, even with like three seven foot tall players. Um, you know, I th- I feel like they kind of are the real deal. You know, this isn't um, this isn't like a few years ago when they traded for Drummond and they had the trio of Drummond, Tristan Thompson and Kevin Love, um, but it's close. It's close, and I, 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 I don't know what to make of this team sometimes, but, like, I'm all for it. There's, like, a lot of, you know, chaos with the Cavs that I enjoy watching and that I like. So I think the Cavs are legit. Um, Miles Turner and Mo Bamba are getting a bunch of blocks this year. Miles oh, Turner has yeah. is averaging a block more than anybody else per game in the league. I mean, Miles Turner is the best shot blocker in the league. Um, he's been that way for the last two seasons, but he's had injuries. He just hasn't been healthy enough to kind of compete for a defensive player of the year award. I, I had him as my defensive player of the year uh, last year, I believe. I thought he was going to finally beat out a stifle tower, Ruby, Rudy Gobert, but uh, you know, he was injured, he got a knee injury, end of the season. Uh, hopefully, this is the year that he wins the award finally. I hope the Lakers trade for him with what <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, like, I, I just want to see him on the Lakers. Listen, I like Indiana too, don't get me wrong, I like Sabonis, I like Miles Turner, yeah, I like those guys, the boner. But I like those guys. But like I think Miles needs to be on an NBA, you know, championship contender and he needs to go to the Lakers. Um maybe with Mo Bamba too. I have no idea what Mo Bamba's value is in the NBA right now. But like I just want to, you know, give some praise to some shot blockers. I think those guys are cool. Yeah. I think I mentioned last year that the Raptors should, should have been trading for uh, Miles Turner in the offseason. Um, you know, I think that's still pretty relevant now. I think he's exactly what the Raptors need if they want to improve. He's fairly young. I believe he's only like 26. Um, yeah, 26, I think that's right. I'm going to that up. Um, 
like he's still a guy that you could have for you know another five six years on your team um miles turner is 25 years old yeah there we go um you know he's just he's a really good player he's probably gonna be in the league for a little quite a bit longer you know the value the shop the value of shop blockers right now is you know kind of increasing guys like centers power forwards they want to be like stretch fours they want to be kevin love man they want to be out on the perimeter shooting they want to be doing like they want to be taking jumpers they want to handle the ball you know everybody wants to be kevin love right now but you know you still need those shot blockers man. you still need those miles turners yeah and those javel mcgee's exactly there's the white howards um do you have any other teams or players that you want to shout out or mention? I mean, I know you talked about like Jokic as an MVP candidate at Jimmy Butler. Is there another guy or player that you uh, you want to shout out? Um, I got to shout out Cole Anthony because he. Oh is, hell yeah! Yeah, it's awesome seeing Cole Anthony because I love his post game interviews, love his energy. This dude's killing it this year. Um, I was kind of wondering like what the Magic were gonna look like around the guard position because they have like four guards that could be you know the next the next like franchise guy they have, they have four of them they have markel they got Jalen, um they got cole and they got rj and i was kind of wondering like oh which one of these guys is going to like be the next guy to take over i was i didn't really think it was going to be cole i thought Jalen was going to be better than he is I thought maybe I don't think Markel's returned yet, but you know it's been nice to see Cole Anthony. He's been doing really well. He's, he's an undersized point guard. It's always nice when you know he they're kind of they kind of heating up. It's, it kind of reminds me of like Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics. And as everybody, as it, well at least I mentioned last podcast, as everybody should know, we stand short kings on this podcast. We do. Um, I mean, Armin hasn't been on for a while, but we stand short Kings. And, you know, I think we said this at the beginning of the season of like, Orlando's going to be fun. They're not going to be good, but at least they're going to be fun. And, you know, it, it, there's, there's going to be some times where like this team is not going to be, you know, good or uh, competitive, but they are at least entertaining with the guys that they have on their team. Um, you know, they got, uh, you know, a win against Utah. They got a win against the Knicks. Uh, you know, they, they got some stuff going on here. There, there's yeah. some stuff happening. They got two wins against the Knicks this season. Two wins. two wins against the Knicks. What am I talking about? Both in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Bing bong. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I'm, um, Orlando, uh, they rock. Uh, by the way, another guy I feel like I uh, I should mention, uh, redemption year, Tyler Hero. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's definitely been doing better. Like I feel like last year he didn't really work on his game at all. This year he's improved. I do feel like his stats are inflated though. Um, I think Spencer, like he's not starting, even though he probably could be a starter. Um, but the reason why I think his stats are inflated is because I've, I've watched a few Heat games and I've kind of watched where 
Spolstra is like Spolstra is a genius coach, but and what he's been doing with Harrow is he's been starting Duncan Robinson because he's Duncan Robinson obviously a better shooter, not a better like scorer or playmaker, better shooter. And he's been putting Tyler in when he sees a weak guard matchup or when another team, you know, has those minutes where they're trying to get some rest for their guards or the perimeter defenders, he puts Harrow in. He puts Harrow in every time, you know, every time easy, easy buckets, barbecue chicken. That's that's when Tyler's in. Uh, anybody, you know, anybody that Harrow could just expose, he's exposed when matching them up. And I feel like if Harrow was starting, if he was playing a lot more minutes, his numbers wouldn't be as good. You know, that's probably fair. Um, you know, I was going to say something uh, less in-depth, uh, something about, you know, how he's like, isn't he a dad now? Or, you know, his, uh, he's got a kid on the way. He does. And, you know, maybe he's having, you know, more sex now, which is helping. <laughs> Maybe that's giving a confidence. I don't know, but I'm, I think I'm, sure, he, I'm sure if you did a song with Jack Harlow, you'd be getting having a lot of sex. Probably. I mean, who wouldn't be? <laughs> um, I wouldn't know because I'm not in any songs with Jack Harlow. So you can kind of see where I'm going. You can kind of see where I'm going with there. Um, Tyler Hero, Redemption Season. That that that's my yeah. point there. Uh, we have three mailbag questions. By the oh, way. Boy. Three mailbag questions. One, coming from SYP creator Scott, asking, how nasty is Steph Curry? I think Steph is probably the front runner for MVP this year, and I think this is probably the best, the best we've seen Steph Curry. Like, there's been seasons where Steph's, like, the undisputed best offensive player in the league, undisputed MVP. I think this is the best Steph Curry that I've ever seen. This is oh the mo- this might be my most impressive like the most impressed I've been with Steph Curry because mm-hmm. he's been battling injury, uh, battling team failure slash success like a team like it's easy when you have a dynasty it's easy like when the team was really good as it was now where you don't have some of the same pieces it's not quite as easy uh, and he and he's just he's crushing it he's yeah. he's the nasty how about that he is uh, the good. Uh, two questions from friend of the pod, Will, Will Pip. Um, after a hot start to the season, are the Wizards real or fake? Where do they end up after 82? Um, it's kind of hard to say. Like, I feel like they have really good players for the regular season. I always feel like Trez struggles in the playoff. So, like, He's an undersized big man. Like he plays exactly like a big man. He's got some of the best post moves, footwork in the league. Um, he's can be getting better around the mid range. Still no like three point shot yet. That's fine. It's not his thing. Um, he's a decent shot blocker for his size. He's about six eight. He's a very good shot blocker for his size. I think it's kind of he always runs into this issue in the playoffs where. Um, he's not the most mobile around the perimeter. He gets worked around the perimeter. It's not the best shot blocker. So it's kind of hard for him to play like major minutes when, like when you would need Trez. Um, I think it kind of depends on other guys to step up. Um, it would be interesting to see once Hachimura's back because 
he kind of plays the same position, but I feel like he's more versatile, like with shooting. Um, you know, he's around the same size as Trez, but I feel like he'd be a better perimeter defender. He's a bit more mobile. Um, you know, we'll have to see how it goes because I there's definitely a lot of questions like that, for example. Um, they're a deep team, though, so we'll have to see. I, I, I'm going to say they're... I'm going to say they're fake. I don't know if I entirely believe okay. the Wizards for who they – I mean, I like, don't get me wrong. I like their pieces. But I this is probably a team that's probably going to be in the play-in game. Like, that's what I think this team is probably yeah. going to be doing um, after 82. I think they could be middle of the pack. I think they could be up to the four spot. Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think they kind of they have this mix of, like, young guys, guys that are, like, peaking, guys that they need to develop. I think that's going to like hurt them some games because it's like, do we win now? Are we like trying to get more time for our young guys? There, there's always like that kind of thing that's going to be in the back of their head. Like, is this the Bradley Beal title run? Is this like, you know, is this where we try and make Hachimura the face of the franchise? You know. If the uh, if the Warriors or the Wizards make the playoffs, is Bradley Beal the MVP? I don't know, man. Like, I don't feel like Bradley Beal's been as good as last year, but I feel like he has a lot more pieces around him. Like, he doesn't have to go and score 32 points a game. Like, he's got he's got Spencer, he's got Cruz, KCP's solid. Trez has been very good off the bench. Like, they've got more playmakers, more shot creators. Um, I think it takes away from how good Beal is. Like, I think he is at the guard position outside of Curry, like the best three-level scorer as a guard right now. Okay. Uh, Will Pip also asked, uh, once fully healthy, are the Warriors contenders? Why, why not? And is Steph an early season MVP? Yeah, so Steph's an early season MVP. Uh, I feel like when fully healthy, this team should be contending for a championship. Yeah. You know, even like what Stephen A said, like if though if Clay Thompson is back in eighty five percent or more, like the Warriors are a lock for the title. I feel like that's real. Um, obviously, Steph has had injuries in the past, but it's definitely going to slow him down if he has injuries. But I feel like this team's more balanced. I feel like there's more scores. Um, Jordan Poole's been very good. He's been kind of that missing like scorer that Steph hasn't been able to have alongside him around the three-point line. That's kind of always been the Warriors thing. Like, oh, if you're going to run Curry off the line, we'll throw it to Clay. Like, they haven't had that. Like, they tried that a bit with D'Lo, but Steph missed most of the season, and they didn't like D'Lo. Maybe his work ethic wasn't very good, or, you know, he was a problem in the locker room. But, you know, Steph has that guy who's who can, you know, light it up. There's Because there's been nights this season, even though Steph's like MVP mode, where Jordan Poole is like the best performing player on the team. Um, you know, and if you throw Clay in the mix, I think this team's like a title lock. Really. I was going to say with Poole, remember the, the one year where like, not last season, but I think it was like the season before, like maybe it was pre-COVID when um, the Warriors were just bad because everybody was just injured. And like, Jordan Poole was like one of the like guys who was putting up like 12, 15 points a night for them. 
like he he got a year in Steve Kerr's system without the um you know aspect of having Steph Curry there, without Clay Thompson there, without Draymond there, mm-hmm. and he got to learn probably it was more one-on-one time with Steve Kerr, which would have helped. And it's kind of paying off this year. Like you mentioned, he's another scoring option for them that they can maybe not their first option or their second option, but like if they need a basket, he's someone who can get a basket. Yeah, for sure. I just think they have so many, so many like versatile players. Like it reminds me of the Warriors dynasties where they have all these great defenders and they have all these guys that buy in. Um, you know, and they're younger, like outside of, you know, the core, like Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, um, Kevon Looney, like that, those kind of guys that were there before, like everyone's, you know, they're all guys that are younger, but they all buy in and they're all pretty skilled guys. Um, yeah, like they're all consistent. They're all playing great defense, number one defense in the league. I've got you know, the best scorer in the game right now. So, yeah, they're title contenders. Um, Fuji, I think that's all we got for uh, this podcast. Is there anything else you want to mention, you want to discuss, um, you know, Crypto.com Arena? I don't know if there's anything else you want to – I don't want to discuss Crypto.com (laughs) Arena. That's not something we're discussing. Not on this episode. Uh, any any other basketball uh, headlines, discussions, anything else you uh, – any other hot takes you want to get off your chest while you can? Shout out to Caruso, man. Uh, second steals per game, and he's coming off the bench, you know. Everyone thought he was a meme, man. He's not a meme. He's the goat. I, I hear he's, like, sneaky athletic. He's, no, uh, no, he's just athletic in general. Yeah, like, I, I've heard he's got, you know, as, you know, Strong athletic, like almost like you know, lacrosse player athletic, you know, type. That's what I've heard. Um, I'm glad you shout out because you know, we're big Caruso guys here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. As as Lakers stands, uh, we're, we're we root for Caruso, yeah. And you know, yeah. shout out to uh, Miles Bridges because the Hornets are doing very well and. Outside of obviously Lamelo Ball, who everyone would praise, you know, Miles Bridges really stepped up this year. He's doing, he's doing a lot better than I thought he would. I, I didn't see this coming from him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Charlotte is just good. The Hornets are 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 legit. They're exciting, man. They're exciting. What if, what if, Charlotte is like a better version of Orlando, I think. Not just the cities, but like as actual basketball teams. Uh, well, I've never been to or, I've never been to Orlando or Charlotte, so I couldn't tell you. But I don't know, man. I love Cole Anthony. He's, he's my favorite, man. You, you have a, you have a lot of time for Cole Anthony. I got I got gotcha. you. That's my that's my dog, man. That's my boy. Um, uh, Fuji, is there anything you want to, you want to plug or you want to mention here on the podcast before we sign off? Um, yeah, sure, man. Uh, Norman Rudy's, you know? Hell yeah. Norman Rudy's. I love that place. You know, it's a good, good place. Good restaurant I hear. There's some, uh, fantastic cooks there. They're running, they're running specials every day. You know? I, uh... I, uh, I I was talking with my mother and she went to Norman. I have no idea if she was there when you were there. Uh, she didn't say, 
but uh, mm-hmm. she said that the food there was really good. See, man? So, we already know. So, uh, you know, Biggie's mom, she's big into Norman Rudy. So, you know, you already, you got fans all over the place, man. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. Uh, this has been another exciting episode of the Speak Your Peace podcast. Uh, we got another episode coming on later this week with SYP creator Ravisher. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, Fuji, thank you for your time and effort. It's always appreciated. We're going to do some more basketball stuff here later on. Maybe we'll do a a, a pre-Christmas podcast. Maybe we'll get in person and we'll do some some Christmas, the pre-Christmas. Get get Scott. Armin's not going to be around, unfortunately. But we'll make something happen. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll do something. So this has been a Speak Your Peace podcast. We'll be back again soon. Peace out. Peace.